Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. Happy Friday, Missoula and the great state of Montana. Hope you had a great week. It was an interesting week around these parts with all the breaking news, both surprising and just unfortunate with the Cacaris men's games getting canceled. But here we are. Ready to take you into your weekend. It is Nuanas Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports. Maybe a little bit music every single day right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. You can also find us anywhere in the world, both on YouTube and on the live stream. To listen live, all you got to do is go to 1029ESPN.com. That's 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. you find the stream. Stream is presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call or shoot us a text, texts are actually really great. This texting line has been awesome. 406-361-3688, 361-3688. And uh, if you shoot the text, Reese can just forward them right to my phone. You can add to the conversation in real time. If you want to call, you can certainly call. You can certainly come on. Uh, but the texts have been great, and they've been great to just stimulate conversation uh, within the midst of the show as well. We got a big show today. Mike Nugent, friend of the show, burgeoning podcast star in studio with me uh, for the rest of the afternoon. Th- this show has a little bit more alliteration to it, a little bit uh, nicer name when it's Nuanas and Nugent, right? You know, uh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I've been trying to tell you. How has the show been going? I mean, you're, you're a month and a half into this, two months into this? Uh, it's been good. I... I um, 
I don't know because I don't actually listen. <laughs> Mike, Mike's a great supporter of this, and he always uh, texts me all his thoughts on the world of sports at large, particularly when it comes to college sports in the state of Montana. Yeah, uh, to, but be, it, to be clear, I advertise on the show, so I have your cell phone number. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're doing a great job. I love it. Thanks, man. No, the show's been going well. Um, it's definitely changed uh, just the, in complexion. It's fun having a kind of a fresh view each day. I mean, Ryan and I, Tutel and I, our show was uh, great, and I was very proud of it. But um, we have the sort of the same rapport, and so we get into sort of the similar uh, types of arguments. And I think people kind of knew and understood our personalities and our personality conflicts and our personality meshings. And that's part of what makes it popular and what makes it good. And appreciate everybody out there that listens and supports and gives great feedback. Uh, but it's been fun for me just because I am so curious in people anyways. I mean, by trade, I'm a journalist. By trade, I love interviewing people. And when I have different guest hosts in, there's a lot of contribution that goes into that. But also a lot of times it is you know, sort of me setting it up for them and interviewing them. And it's also been great just to kind of diversify it and get a lot more guests on the show. And, and uh, I mean, we had a fun week this week. I mean, we've been trying to go outside the box a little bit. We had Stu Morrill on earlier this week. You can catch that on the podcast. Coach Morrow was great. It was always fun hearing his stories. But we all said this is good. This is actually cool. If you need something to do tonight or this weekend, we had Quinn Wolferman on the show on um, Wednesday, and Quinn is a Missoula native who's going to be competing in the X Games this weekend. Oh, no So he's got three different events, and uh, so he'll be competing tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday, or excuse and Sunday. And so you can just go to the X Games website and find out which events are on what channels. But they, they're they going to stream it on YouTube and Facebook and all that. But there also is going to be live events on ESPN, ESPN2, and ABC. So they'll be all over the place. But, I mean, isn't that pretty sweet, a local kid on X Games? Yeah, I always love to see stuff like that. I mean, you, you know, and, and X Games is something that it's like the, the stuff they do on X Games is nothing that I ever was even remotely directed towards being interested in. So it's like I, I'm always fascinated by how some of these some of these guys and gals from our area get into some of these things. Right. You know, and I guess there's some, you know, winter sports and some stuff like that, but I'm just always interested, like, what is it that pulled you into this and how did you become, you know, the top of your profession where you're you're competing on these shows? It's fascinating. I thought Sean Rainey made a great point, too. He said that part of the allure is that if you or I went and played in a college basketball game, um, we would be embarrassed, certainly, thoroughly, but our chances of death are not that high. Whereas if we went and competed in the X Games, like if I'm going off the big air jump, it ain't happening for me. That's oh, a God. that's a high chance of death. <laughs> and I think that's part of the allure too, is just the uh, the thrill of it all and just how courageous and brave some of these athletes are. We got a big show today. If you haven't heard, last night, Kakaris for the women's basketball teams in the state of Montana. No men's games. Those were canceled. There's rumors that there's some rescheduling going on, but the Big Sky released a statement saying there is no reschedulings, although they let Eastern Washington and Northern Arizona reschedule. If MSU and UM want to reschedule, they should do it and dare the Big Sky to do something. That's what I'm saying. You know what? If MSU and UM, if the Big Sky wants to act like they can do something without MSU and UM, I dare you. That's what like, I'm saying. Well, and I mean, maybe it doesn't count in the conference standings or whatever, but you can schedule your own exhibition game if you want to have it for a, a TV audience. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. SWX Montana, our great partners here, who all, all your TV viewers are watching us on, they have the contracts for these games, 
And I mean, that's a significant revenue issue when we were supposed to broadcast the men's games and now we don't get to. I mean, that. Oh, yeah, we advertise in them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we have ground to stand on for sure. But regardless, the women's games took place, the women's first game took place last night. The second game will be tomorrow noon in Missoula. So it's a home and home. Last night it was in Bozeman. Uh, the Lady Bobcats, the Montana State Bobcats, 70 to 46, they won. And we'll get into some of the uh, statistical historic marks that 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 score and that win uh, means for this rivalry we also have a uh, we still play catch up for our mattress firm student of the week because we were off for the last couple weeks of 2020 and so i'm still playing catch up but uh, we have two on this week and we're going to have a couple here moving forward as well but madison laverdu she's a senior at great falls high she will join us for our mattress firm student of the week around 4 45 and the second hour of course it's friday so we have uh, carolyn stopping by chick who doesn't know sports a uh, great segment that I recorded with her earlier today talking about, of course, Tom Brady and how mad she is that Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl. But also a couple other things, just the rise of, of women's soccer in America and, uh, uh, of course, a bunch of laughs as well. And then we're going to play a little blindside. We're going to have a couple discussion points that Nuge and I have not discussed, and uh, we'll just uh, kind of let it rip. But into the game last night, it was no question... And this is not hyperbole. This is not an exaggeration. The first six minutes of the game were the most were the most horrendous six minutes of basketball that I've ever seen. This is what happens when you have rivalry nerves mm-hmm. and no crowd. So the nerves are actually accentuated. The only people that were in the stands were the parents of the players. You have, uh, count them up, one, two, three, four, five true freshmen on the Lady Grizz side of things, six true freshmen on the Bobcat side of things. And so you have half of the rosters playing in front of their parents, but no one else for the first time as college players, which is amazing. And then you think about the fact that a couple of the Bobcat uh, young ladies also had moms that played for the Lady Grizz, and it's it's even more accentuated. But uh, I think the two teams started out 2 of 20 from the floor. Uh, it was like 5 to 3, more than halfway into the first quarter. Then they kind of found a little bit of flow, but it was still a pretty clunky first half. But then the second half, Montana State made the adjustments that they needed to make, and I thought that uh, I thought Trisha Benford did absolutely everything. She addressed the biggest keys of the game. Montana State's head basketball coach did on this show leading up to the game, and I thought they executed those keys tremendously well. They wanted to speed the Lady Grizz up and make them turn the ball over. Accomplished. 23 turnovers. Mm-hmm. They wanted to keep the ball out of the post, limit post touches. Accomplished. Carmen G. Feller came in the game averaging 18 points per game. Abby Anderson came in the game averaging 15 points per game. They combined to score 18 points. So mission accomplished in the post. They wanted to win the point guard matchup. Darian White thoroughly won the matchup against Sophia Stiles. And uh, they wanted to win the battle of the glass because the, the Lady Grizz are so good because of the two posts. And they beat everybody on the glass. They beat everybody in the paint. Well, Montana State also won the rebounding uh, margin as well. We do have some sound from both Tori Martell and Gabby Maki, as well as Trisha Bidford. But first, Mike, your impressions of the game last night. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I guess my biggest thing is if anybody's really surprised, I don't know that they've been paying attention. And it's not not meant to be, not meant to be a knock on anybody or anything, but... Uh, Minford's just built a great program. I mean, the the lady or the for cats. Sure. It's not the lady cats. The, I know. The I, I, cats I, I slip up too because uh, for those that are wondering, the Lady Grizz name is that's their name. Their name is the Lady. They're Grizz. not the Grizzlies. They are the Lady Grizz, and the Bobcats are not the Lady Bobcats. But let me put it on record as saying I think that MSU is doing it correctly. So for sure, I, you know, conversation the, for another day. No, for sure, <laughs> the, the the Lady Grizz mantra might be a little bit antiquated, but that's here. 
Um, you know, Bedford's built a great program. So regardless of the fact that, you know, six true freshmen on one side, five true freshmen on the other, you know, the Lady Grizz have had some turmoil. They have an interim head coach. It it shouldn't surprise us that, that Benford's team was just able to pull away, you know. and Even the uh, fact that they're the youngest team in the country. Yeah, but, I mean, it's at some point, you know, when you're building a, a program, right, right, right. and you, you just you found that you kind of hit that gear where there's For success sure. and stuff like that, the other people on the roster who have been there can pull that up. So For it's sure. like it's easier to bring those six freshmen in sure. and kind of set the expectation. Like, no, this is how we do things if you've been doing it. And the Lady Grizz, you know, they've, they've, they haven't been quite there um, for a few years. So I think, it's, I think it's tough. I also think that, you know, no matter where your stance is on, on what's gone on in the Lady Grizz program over the last couple of years and if, if, you know, the coaching change was fair or not or anything like that, I just – I think that uh, – um, recognizing the the cats for what they're doing is is important. I also want to give credit to Coach Petrino for being honest after the game. For sure, I, I found it refreshing. For sure, we will hear from Mike Petrino right in the, uh, in the about the around the four thirty hour. And Petrino, he you could tell he was very emotional after the game. Um, I mean, he comes on this show every week, and he sounded like a completely different person because he had lost his voice to such a high capacity that he was really struggling to even get his words out because you could tell he was really coaching his kids hard. Uh, but it was interesting. I've gotten different sides of feedback from from the audio that we will play for you here in, in about, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes. Um, but I agree with you, Mike, and th- th- that's the that's the fact of the matter is um, – now that we have a sample size as big as it is, Trisha Benford's in her 16th season at Montana State. 16. I mean, she, 16. she has she has been uh, the Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year three of the last five years. They have won the regular season title in the Big Sky Conference three of the last five years, and uh, they've won more games over the last ten years than anybody in the Big Sky, both out of conference and in conference. So they are they are the program. They are the program to beat. And although they only have one senior and one contributing junior, and then a rotation made up of uh, three sophomores and five freshmen, um, they they have. Re- up their talent level quite a bit. I mean, you talk about the six true freshmen. Two of them were Gatorade Players of the Year at All-Americans, at McDonald's All-Americans in their states. Two more of them were great recruits, not just because their mothers played for the Lady Grizz, but also because they were just great players to get in the program. So they are. They're recruiting at a really high level, and Church of Bedford's got it churning right along. The one senior, though, is Tori Martell. Tori Martell was the top reserve in the Big Sky Conference last year. She did a great job of, you don't want to say waiting her turn, because she filled her role perfectly the last two years, and that's why they were able to win so many games with such veteran rosters. And now she's the leader of this team, and the way she has developed and diversified her game is very, very, very impressive. She used to just be a set shooter, and she was absolutely one of the best in the league since she was a sophomore, but now she's a set shooter who can also handle the ball. She can break the press. She can play a little defense as well. And Gabby Maki is a great story. Gabby Maki played a lot when she was a freshman and then has not played hardly at all until conference play started this year. But they had a couple... Uh, Illnesses, you can read between the lines there, that then opened the door where they really needed a post who wasn't a freshman. And so Gabby Maki really reemerged. And last night, she was dynamite. She had 10 points in the first half, 12 points overall. And Martell, by the way, she hit three of her four three-pointers after halftime and finished with 18 points. So here's a couple minutes with those two young ladies, Tori Martell and Gabby Maki from the Montana State women's basketball team. Yeah, I think um, it was really fun just to kind of like start and get get us going. Um, just kind of just start be able to bring the energy and then in that second half like I think everyone kind of just fell into place um everyone was bringing energy from the bench from on the court this one was lighting up threes from like none other which was fantastic 
Um, so, I mean, Cat Grizz is just unmatched. Like, the excitement for Cat Grizz, it's one of the most important games up to this point. And it's one of the most fun games. It's just a good rivalry game, and it was really fun. And then uh, last one I got, um, you know, you, you've uh, won five straight now against the Grizz. Uh, just how does that feel? So good. After the game, I was like, we've have I've never lost on my home court with against the Grizz, and that is such a special thing to do. And I don't know. It's just obviously this rivalry is very fun and very intense. And I think the freshmen and underclassmen can feel that now, even without fans. Like we brought the energy tonight, and it was something special. Hi, ladies. I'll start with Tori. How did the emotions and and um, just the energy in the arena compare to normal Cactus? Because usually you're playing in front of thousands and thousands of people. I mean, it's definitely different, and I feel for the freshmen who didn't get to feel that experience, but we still had so much fun today. Like, as a team, we were hyping each other up and just getting that energy from ourselves when we usually do get it from the fans. So we found a way to make it like a normal, like as normal as we could for a Cat Grizz game. Was it hard to settle in early since it was an atypical rivalry atmosphere? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think... We like still had a little jitters, but I think if we would have had the fans, we would have had way more jitters. But yeah, right. it definitely took a little bit for us to settle in today. And once we did, we really got going. Gabby, hi, Coulter Nuanas. I don't know if I've ever actually interviewed you before, but congratulations on a good game, good win. Uh, coming into the game, one of the key matchups yeah. was limiting Montana's post touches because Abby Anderson, Carmen G. Phil have been so good. Did you guys do anything particular mm-hmm. uh, to try to limit Montana in the post when you guys were on defense? I think just for us, it was more like communication and just being aware of that they try to run their offense through the post play. So we had to do our job and the best that we could to keep the ball out of their hands. Um, so that was something we really harped on this week because um, they do run a lot through their posts. And we were just all of our posts were ready for that. Even our guards were ready for that. So I think that was just a big key point for us today. And Tori, last one for me, uh, matchup of two of the best point guards in the league uh, and each one likes to dictate the tempo in a different style, but how key was that to think you guys were able to play your tempo and your style for most of the game? Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, Darian was like definitely frustrated. I could, she was told me she was frustrated, but she didn't let it show. And she kept working her butt off on defense, even when she wasn't getting those shots that she usually gets. So I think it was just a, it, I don't know. It was a good game for her, but I think she's going to come out even more excited on Saturday. There you go, Tori Martell, Gabby Mackey, Montana State women's basketball team. It is Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Last night's win, 70-46 for the Bobcat women over the Lady Grizz, the largest margin of victory for Montana State over Montana in the history of the rivalry. Montana State has now won 10 of the last 12, including five in a row. The five in a row is the longest winning streak MSU has ever had against Montana. And uh, the Bobcats have now won seven straight times in Bozeman, too. So a lot of historic numbers. Before we get uh, some commentary on those exact numbers, here's Trisha Bidford, 16th year head coach for the Montana State women's basketball team. Well, first of all, just really uh, thankful we got to play the game today. Um, wanted to play for our guys as well. They didn't have an opportunity to, to play this game, and it was really exciting to have some family members in the stands and, uh, you know, just really proud of how the team executed the game plan on the defensive end today. Uh, we knew we had our hands full, and I thought we got the stops we needed to create some possessions for us offensively. Hi, Trish. I know when we talked on uh, hey, Tuesday – you talked about uh, the, the matchup in the post, particularly when you're defending Montana's post play. You talked about the defensive game plan, but uh, can you give us some details on that? I mean, what, what was 
the key? I mean, how are you guys able to limit the touches, but also just make both Anderson and G Feller work for it? Well, it starts with uh, having multiple posts rotating in to the mix because it takes tremendous effort. So I think we probably played five posts uh, throughout that lineup today in order to keep the legs on what to do what we need to do. Um, so that's a starting point. I don't know if if you can defend that post play with uh, two kids for 40 minutes. Um, but then it takes the rest of the group to do their jobs. You know, we've got to protect the post play off ball. we got to have ball pressure on the perimeter, um, limit the, the eyesight and the looks that they are going to have as that ball moves. And so that's where just as a team, you have to have to keep uh, eyesight and just do a tremendous job as a group. And that was the game plan as far as the team being locked in. We knew that uh, G Feller in particular, uh, I think she averages 18 points per game. We, we really talked about just trying to keep kids in check. We knew we weren't going to keep them off off the points. Um, but if we could get uh, some of those chipped away, then uh, we give ourselves a great opportunity. Second half, it seemed like you really settled in on both sides. I mean, was that just a matter of settling in? Was it an adjustment or was it just getting comfortable with the moment? Well, we definitely showed anxiety in the first first quarter in particular. I think both teams uh, definitely showed that, uh, hey, Cat Grizz is uh, a little bit different, not a full stadium, but it uh, just looked like a little bit of jitters um, in that first quarter. Uh, first time for a lot of our kids, too. And um, just really the ball was stalling. Ball was getting stuck. I thought we were just really trying to press a little bit too much. And then second half, we just let the, let the game play, let the ball get moving. Um, and, you know, obviously when you start hitting a couple shots, that makes it a little bit easier. Uh, we missed some shots in that first half and uh and then uh, somebody like tori gets hot and kids start uh, feeding off and the energy started started getting pretty excited on that bench uh, two more for me one the point guard matchup was such a, a key matchup in this game too sophia styles did such a good job of dictating the tempo but it seemed like darian actually took the reins in that element so what was your evaluation of that matchup well, we have tremendous uh, respect for Sophie Styles. Uh, not a lot of kids as quick as these two in this game and a uh, really fun matchup for the viewers. Um, both can pick up f uh, full court 94 feet and uh, really hound it back there. And, and I always have respect for kids that are going to grind it out on the defensive end and play that hard. And uh, we're fortunate we have a Darian White on our team as well. Um, and we feel, feel like Darian is... Uh, uh, kind of our leader on both ends of the floor. We, we, we're going to go with uh, that on the defensive end to start. I think she's contagious. I think she gets everybody else going on the defensive end for this team, and she's a hard kid to keep out of the paint. Brad, last one from me. Uh, you won 10 out of 12 in the rivalry now, but uh, no rest for the weary. Uh, back at it in Missoula less than 48 hours from now. So what do you expect the quick turnaround to be like? You know, my biggest concern, Coulter, is uh, just uh, the quick turnaround. Usually you have an, a, a Cat Grizz rivalry game. It's an, such an emotional high, and then you just have that emotion just kind of catches up to you a couple days later, and you're just uh, fatigued from the emotion. And we've got to play again the same team on Saturday, and it's still an emotional, very important game. So um, we've got to just settle in and uh, just celebrate this for a couple hours, but then I need these kids to get to sleep and uh, lock in on our game plan, any adjustments uh, that we're going to provide them them and things that we might accept, uh, expect on the other end and, and get ready to go because we know that uh, Montana plays extremely uh, well on their home floor. I think they're undefeated on their home floor this year. Uh, so we're, we know that uh, we're going to get a, a little bit different team on Saturday. Uh, they missed some, some shots today that I know that that is not uh, typically uh, shots that they're going to miss. Coulter touched on this a little bit, but your success in this rivalry, uh, yeah, a 10 of 12, just what, what do you think it, it's taken for you to be successful in a game like this like, that you mentioned that is so emotional and, and can be so draining by the end of it? 
Well, I think, uh, well, the credit needs to go to the players. Um, we just continue to build this program. We try to get better every year. And uh, you go into the season knowing and respecting this rivalry game. You know, it's very unique that you have two programs in the same state uh, that are in the top uh, top 50 in home attendance. And, you know, it's just such an incredible thing to have um, for kids to have that kind of atmosphere on a daily basis. And you, you want to do your part for your community. And um, our kids take a lot of pride in that. And we know that every time that we have this game, it's one circled on both ends and you've got to be up for it. You got to be locked in. Um, but the biggest thing is eliminating the distractions. And I was, I was a little bit nervous with having parents here today. Even my family was up there in that second row and that might've been a little bit of the anxiety, um, but you know, anxiety or jitters is probably more of the Cat Grizz rivalry, but I just, we wanted to get them settled in to focus, to doing what we needed to do. And I really, really was proud of how we were able to do that today. You are listening to Trisha Binford, Montana State 16th year head women's basketball coach, right here on Nuwana's Now, 1029 ESPN, Missoula. Well, really two things. Um, we loved what they were doing in the first half. And so we just had some minor tweaks. We wanted to make sure we executed and tweaked that or did that, repeated that again. But it was more on the offensive end, just really stalling the ball and just getting the ball reversed and, you know, not really for- forcing it on individual shoulders. And, and once we let the game come to us and then you get a Tori Martell starting to hit some shots, it just kind of uh, got kids to play a little bit looser um, and it gave us a little bit of an opening uh, to run with. Uh, but once again, there were was kind of the end of the third, start of the fourth. There were some really, really bad defensive possessions for us, and we were fortunate the the, the Grizz didn't hit those shots because um, that's the they had an opportunity to really tighten that up. So we're gonna have to clean some things up on our end because we know we're gonna we're gonna get a pretty tough uh, Montana team on their home floor. Uh, I just got one. I know when we talked a uh, few weeks ago, you really harped on rebounding and uh, defense. Well, today it looked like you guys kind of dominated both sides of that today. So talk a little bit about how you guys kind of have improved in that, especially in a rivalry game like this. Yeah, I, I feel like the last two two weeks, the defense in general for this team has really taken some some steps in the right direction. I think they're starting to have a lot of fun with uh, how we defend the ball as a team. Uh, the rebounding in particular, that was the major focus. Uh, we always go back out at the seven-minute mark and kind of huddle up, give them some, some time to kind of just prepare mentally before the game. And I always give them one or two words, and tonight it was hit and rip uh, because we knew that this team was going to crash really hard. We know that this team gets a lot of second opportunities they put you in really tough situations for the glass and really a lot of athletes and great rebounders and so that was a major focus for us of making sure we finished the possession uh, we certainly didn't get every possession but uh, one of my favorite possessions today was Leah Beatty shooting two free throws because she boxed out um, so I, I just that's something that we just got to continue to make sure we're building habits this is a young team that uh, if we can move every game and get more habits of how we want it to be executed, then, then we're working in a, the right direction regardless of the results. So just really proud of, of how hard that they competed and played on that end of the floor today. Well, I'll just uh, kind of add on to your rebounding question. Um, it, it took a, a, a team with depth today. We played a lot of, lot of people today uh, to keep some fresh legs to be able to do that. I was just curious, you know, you said you give your, your players two words before every game. Uh, those two words changed at all going into Saturday? What do you got for them in Missoula? Uh, 
We'll see. I'll have to watch this film back a little bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the words could very well change. But uh, we also know that um, two of the biggest strengths for Montana are their post play and the rebounding ability. So it, it's, it's hard to change something up when it's an opponent that's very good in some situations. So we're going to have to continue locking in um, to doing a great job because it's a very, very talented team. Mike Petrino is doing a great job uh, with this program and um, have tremendous respect for what they do, especially in particular in the paint um but then they also have a point guard that uh is pretty darn quick as well and she got some hips on us tonight so i'll, I'll have to get, get back to you after the saturday game trisha benford 16th year head basketball coach for the montana state women's basketball team uh, mike Duja, by the way joining me in studio colter nuanas nuanas now 1029 espn missoula statewide swx montana television and mike uh, i'll say the uh the the numbers in terms of the rivalry, again, Montana State's now won 10 out of 12. They won five in a row. Uh, the five-game winning streak's the largest for the Bobcats in the history of the rivalry. Mind you, uh, during the first um, several decades of this rivalry, Robin Selvig, for example, went 74-20 and 20 against Montana State. He did not lose until 24 matchups in. He did not lose in Missoula for 20 full years. I know that's a, a piece of history now. We're moving far enough away from the Selvig era that it's it's almost, I, I shouldn't say irrelevant, but it, it's uh, it's not the tie that binds anymore. But the fact is that Montana State has all the momentum in this rivalry right now. I, I, I don't know what the question is. What does Montana do to get it back? I don't know. I mean, how striking, though, to you are those numbers? Well... I mean, it's serious, <laughs> I, it, but it is what it is. It's like I said, I, the, the the cats program has been very good for a while now. It is so yep. it, you know it doesn't surprise me. And I think that the biggest thing, like a lot of things, when the whole UM versus MSU conversation right now is just recognizing the strength of your opponent and acknowledging it. Um, and then I think the next step is kind of figuring out what can we do to make ourselves better, regardless of what's going on over there, and then it'll work itself out. For sure, and a lot of the the details, so to speak, are sort of secondary because one of the main strongholds that Robin Selvig had for so long was by the time he got to year 12, 13, 14, he had so much more longevity and so much more tenure than everybody in the league, and then by the time you get to year 25 and year 30, your success just it's like a machine. It just, it just recruits for itself. And so that's, you're right. The gap in, in the fact that Montana State's had the same head coach for 16 seasons and Montana has the, an interim head coach. I think that broadly is about all you need to know. I mean, 16 seasons, like I, you know, we talk about Robin Selvig, but it's like, I'd be curious to look back and how many coaches in the history of women's basketball in the big sky have a longer tenure than 16 well, seasons. And that, that's an interesting fold too, because because of the reinvestment, and this is where the Lady Grizz set the pace. Because the Lady Grizz proved that you can not only have great success in women's basketball, but also have a great fan base, great following. Mm-hmm. You can produce revenue on women's basketball. A lot of teams in the league started to try to catch up to that. And several of the teams, have no one's going to ever catch up to Montana when they were getting 5,500 fans a game and Tennessee was coming to Missoula to play like in the early It's 90s. just a different era. That's it's not, it's not happening. But... You know, Idaho State draws well. I mean, they draw four figures in women's basketball. They um, draw better for the women than the men. They do exactly. Um, Idaho draws pretty well. Um, it's because Idaho doesn't have a men's basketball. <laughs> at this point, it's certainly up for debate. Um, but what I'm getting at is, though, the Big Sky has become a destination job on the women's side more than the men's side. I think it's a, there's a perception that almost every men's coach in the league is either on their way to moving up or moving out. Where on the women's side, John Newley's been at Idaho for 12 years. 
and he was at Idaho State prior to that. So he's been in the Big Sky for 20. Wendy Shuler's been at Eastern Washington for 20 years. Patricia Bifford is actually not even the longest tenured coach in the league. That that goes to Wendy Shuler. And Seton Sobolewski's been at Idaho State for 13 seasons. So you have four coaches that have had quite a bit of tenure in the league, too. And so I think, honestly, I think that all four of those would tell you one of the main reasons they've stuck around, though, is because of the influence of Robin Selvig. He proved that even if though it is a one-bid league, if you build a really strong team, you can still get that bid and you still go to the NCAA tournament. We're going to talk more about this because we have uh, Mike Petrino on the other side of this, Montana Lady Grizz head coach. It is Nuanas now. We live in this great state so we can enjoy it, and if you're a business owner, you know how hard you work, sometimes at the expense of your own free time. I tell you what, that's the absolute fact. That's where Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services comes in. Black Bookkeeping and Consulting is a virtual bookkeeper that helps small businesses organize, maintain, and grow which helps you keep your business running smoothly, and it gives you more time to do what you love. Right now, receive 50% off cleaning up your 2020 books if you sign up by January 31st. That means it's just a couple days. This is by uh, Monday, basically. Visit blackbookkeeping.com to schedule your free cancellation today. Mike Petrino, Lady Grizz head coach, coming up next on Nuanas Now. Golter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing, and tell them Nuana's Now sent you. Welcome oh, back. Nuana's Now, 1290 ESPN Missoula. Statewide, SWX Montana Television. I was so excited to have Mike Nugent in studio with me. I almost forgot. You already got the visual if you're watching on SWX Montana, but it is a Florence Coffee Company Friday. I'm getting through my triple shot iced Americano. Nuge was in a meeting. You know, he's got a real job outside of his uh, part-time. i for you to hire me for this one. <laughs> if your wife knew what sort of pay cut you'd have to take, I don't think she would let you. For the record, I'm not leaving my job. <laughs> 
We got Berkshire Hathaway people all over the city and all over the state being like, what? Mike's going to go play talk radio? Regardless, no matter where you're at in the city of Missoula, quite frankly, no matter where you're at in the state of Montana, there is a Florence Coffee Company kiosk near you. They got a bunch of great Valentine's Day specials. Also, gents or ladies, your significant other, they would love a Florence Coffee Company coffee card as a Valentine's Day gift. I promise you, it's a great gift. Everybody likes their coffees or their smoothies, their chais, whatever you want to drink. I'm rolling with the triple shot iced Americano, like always. If Mike would have gotten a drink, he would have gotten what? A little chai latte? A little chai. Yeah, chai latte. Okay, good. No matter where you're at in the city of Missoula or around the state of Montana, there is a Florence Coffee Company kiosk near you. Montana State, 70. Montana, 46. Last night in women's basketball, it's the largest margin of victory for the Bobcats over the Grizzlies in the rivalry's history. And before we get into some more discussion about this, just a couple minutes here with Mike Petrino, the interim head coach for the Lady Grizz. I thought um, this was one of the more candid I've heard a Grizz coach in a losing effort of a rivalry game. Here's Mike Petrino. Well, first of all, let's give Montana State all the credit. Um, they played very well. Uh, they were aggressive. So don't take away from them. They did what they had to do. <clears throat> um, I can't say I'm surprised by anything they did. It's the team we prepared for. I thought our assistant coach, Jordan, did a great job on the scout preparing. I'll take responsibility. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll take responsibility for us not performing better. So we'll watch the film tonight, and we'll go to work, but give credit Montana State. Um, we had a rough night on offense. We had a rough night taking care of the ball. We had a rough night finishing. And then we had our worst night at the line. We got to the line. We just didn't uh, score. So um, we'll still respond, but um, can't give credit to Montana State, and I'll take responsibility for the poor performance, and we'll just go from there. Any questions? Well, Terry, you had your hand up first. Go ahead. Sure. Hi, Mike. Um, just a couple for you. What was Montana State doing to limit you guys in the post? I know that was a key coming in. And uh, I know that you got 21 shots out of Abby and Carmen, but anything particular yeah. Montana State was doing defensively? Well, I think their perimeter pressure was what we expected it to be. Um, I know it's things we talked about, those things we worked on, it's things we showed them. Um, we just didn't execute what we wanted to do. And, uh, you know, Montana State, as I've told many people, they have a very good defense. Trish does a great job coaching their kids, and they played more aggressive. I thought they were the aggressor team. I thought they were the tougher team. And we just, I, I felt going into this game that it wasn't so much about X and O's. It was about hustle plays and finishing plays. And I think they finished more plays than we did. And that's something that... Uh, We'll look at. How did this? Yeah, you're right. We still got 21. We, we still got 21 shots out of our out of our two kids down there. Um, but I would say, perimeter-wise, we did not handle the pressure that we knew was going to happen as well as we wanted to. As far as just the atmosphere of the game, the emotions that are attached to it, how is it different than maybe if you were, you were playing in front of a full house? Yeah, it was different. It was, uh, I thought both teams came out and played really hard. I thought both teams were nervous to start the game. I thought both teams got good looks. I thought we had good looks to start the game. I thought, I count off the top of my head, we had four shots in the paint, whether they were from a post player or a perimeter player. We had four shots in the paint that uh, didn't go. And 
at, and we didn't get upset that we just say hey, everyone's a little nervous. We settled down. Um, so the shot selection in the beginning was was okay. Uh, was aggressive. It was aggressive. It was. We just didn't finish them. And then when the turnover started piling up, and that second quarter on, I thought that's what really put us behind. So, but to go back to your question, the atmosphere was different. It was, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but uh, again, I'm glad we're at two schools that are doing everything they can to play. Um, even though there were no fans here, there were a lot of fans watching. You had the two best fan bases in the Big Sky Conference. And, you know, we have to do a better job to satisfy the passion our fans have than we showed tonight. And last one for me, I know it always stings to lose, particularly a rivalry game. But the fact that you get a rematch in two days, I mean, how does that affect just the way that you're feeling right now? Well, my raw emotion is it's not really a rivalry right now. My raw emotion is it's they've got all the control in this so-called rivalry. And if we want to make it a rivalry, we need to compete and finish. And um, I got to do a better job on that. Yeah, I, I mean, Trish is a really good coach. They've got a good program. They're a championship program. Um, but I think defensively is where they get going. I think defensively do a good job of being active and aggressive and disrupting you. And then they, that carries that same effort carries over their offense. Um, so I, I, you know, yeah, they move the ball well. They do all those things. But I think tonight defensively they were they were really good. And I mean, we they score 18 points off our turnovers. It's hard to beat any team if you're going to have give them 18 points. And you know, both teams are one. Both teams have one senior. Both teams have a lot of new people. Um, they have a lot of new kids in their program. We have eight new kids in our program. Um, I think both teams are still developing, and I think they're playing their best basketball right now. And I think tonight we played probably our worst game of the season, but that's a credit to them as well. So I don't want to take anything away from them, what they did. But they're very good on defense. They disrupt you. And on offense, they're playing unselfish. And they just play hard well together. So there you go, Mike Petrino, head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz women's basketball team. Revealing, right? I mean, it seemed like he was uh, – I, I, I heard – Feedback that said they didn't like that he said, "Hey, this isn't much of a rivalry right now. We got to make it a rivalry." Well, uh, I set this out to. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people consuming these things, but I heard back from some that said uh, they didn't like that, but then others that said that they did. What's your take on it? My thing is he told the truth, and right. I, think, I mean, you know me well enough, and 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 if anybody listens to my podcast, you know that I just shout my opinions at whatever. But I don't really <laughs> like to talk radio. I, I don't have a lot of time for coach speak. You know, I mean, it's like I. If it's the truth, then we all know it. Don't treat us like we're stupid. I mean, For sure, right. it is clearly what's going on. And I appreciate that he said credit to MSU because that is true. Um, I mean, it, it, I mean, not to not to be too harsh about it, but I think that uh, in this rivalry, I think that you could give yourself a lot of leeway and a lot of grace and also be appear to be a lot more classy if you would take a similar mode of operation. Yeah. Now, it's not to say that you're ever going to catch me complimenting the cat football program more than I already do. So a separate <laughs> conversation for maybe later in the show. Um, 
So a lot of listeners know I have a podcast, Chris Fan Pod. Yeah. We're part of the Big Sky Podcast Network. Yep. Um, so I've got some buddies who do pods all around the uh, conference. You know, a couple Idaho guys, a couple Eastern Washington yep. guys, some Weber guys. They're all great. You should go find them. Um, the Cat Guys, R&R Cat Cast. They do a great podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan and Ryan. Ryan and Ryan. But Loyal uh, listeners. One, they yeah, I was going to say, loyal right listeners. Now. One of them just messaged me. Oh, good. Uh, Thorny. And he wanted me to point out that... Um, Trisha's Binford's success is not all due to Robin Selvig, Coulter. So what do you sure. say to that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I have two points to make on that. All right. On one hand, I think every basketball coach in the Big Sky Conference's success is not because of Robin Selvig, but has been influenced by Robin Selvig. Robin Selvig made basketball in the Big Sky Conference viable. In fact, Montana had women's basketball for almost a decade before the Big Sky even offered it as a sport. So Montana was not only a flagship program in the Big Sky Conference, but also a pioneering and charter member of the Big Sky Conference. The Lady Grizz won the Big Sky Conference tournament, I think, what, the first 13 years that it was played? So um, I think that the groundwork that he laid uh, certainly had an influence on everybody else in the league. That said, I think Trisha Bidford is one of my favorite, personally, coaches that I deal with on a day-to-day basis. I've covered her for longer than any other coach in the league, and I think that if you, if I had a daughter right now that's coming out of high school, you'd be hard-pressed for me to, to want her to go play for anybody in the Northwestern United States besides Trisha Binford. Because Coach Binford is a player's coach. She develops players. She one has one of, the, one of the most calm, steady, in-game demeanors. She played in the WNBA. She played in Australia. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is an all-big sky point guard during her days at Boise State. She's a legend as a player and also has transformed and and uh, blossomed into one of the great coaches in, in the entire West. Absolutely. And I know that you feel that way because you and I have talked about this a mm-hmm. lot, but I wanted to make sure the listeners know that, you know, Coulter isn't the Grizz Homer that people like to say. He, <laughs> uh, he just sometimes looks at things with this historical perspective. That's right. That's right. You know, which I think is accurate. So I don't think that saying one thing can be true doesn't change the other thing. No, no question. No question. Um, any other thoughts on, on Mike Petrino? You know, I, I I guess listening to it, it seems like he recognizes what he thinks they need to do mm-hmm. to improve it. Mm-hmm. I think the whole question all this season with Mike Petrino is, is he going to do enough where they think he's the guy to carry forward? Yeah. Or are we doing a national search after the year? Right. And I honestly I, I, don't know how you evaluate that this year. I, I don't either. I do think this. I think that there's a lot of people that think that um, the rivalry results are going to be the most paramount evaluation tool, and I completely disagree because I think that if you are looking at it honestly, what Coach Petrino just said is just the truth in the fact that Trisha Binford is the reigning conference coach of the year, and she's been there for 16 years, and they're the reigning Big Sky Conference champions. Yeah. If- Therefore, to evaluate an interim coach based on the games of two results against the best program in the league is not fair. If they're better than they have been and they're in the mix of the top four or five seed, that's fair. I think that Coach Petrino, I think he needs to just have a, uh, a winning record in league play, and I think he needs to uh, be in the mix for a buy or get a buy at the Big Sky Tournament. And if he gets that, then I think he'll get at least another year to then prove himself. Because I don't know how you truly say – oh, in this year, this didn't work. With all the cancellations and all the craziness, I just don't know how you do it. You hit the nail on the head on evaluation. If we were in year 10 of the Mike Petrino era and he was just out there saying, look, Binford's just a better coach, 
Right. Get rid of him. Sure, sure, know? sure, sure. But it's like, I just think in, in his first game in that rivalry where he's right. he's the interim head man, right. it's like he's just telling the truth, and I appreciate it. Well, she's coached, Trish Bridford's coached, that was her 35th Cat Grizz game, and Mike Petrino has been now a head coach at, at the Division One level for, what, 15 total games? So it is. It's it's apples to oranges. 15 of the weirdest games. <laughs> exactly. With And that's the other thing. How do you evaluate? You know, I've heard a lot of uh, Skittle, too. Well, we might have a split because Dahlberg Arena is so tough to play in. Well, we don't know that, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I, I, tough to play in, in front of what? I, I thought it was so funny because on the live stats, if you click on the notes section, it gives you the attendance. And I always check it because I always put the attendance in my story, but I haven't been doing that this year because there is no attendance. But last night, because there was parents on the stands, they had an attendance number. And so it was 35. I was so I put, I put that in my story, and it just felt so dumb. Because usually I'm all, like, I've, there has been times in my younger career where I screwed up the comma, and all of a sudden then you reported that there was you know 71,000 fans at a Cat Grizz game instead of 7,100 fans at a Cat Grizz game. And well, last night, uh, there was no comma <laughs> that I had that I had to worry about. Just 35 loved ones. Mike Nugent in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It is Nuanas. Now we got our Mattress Firm Student of the Week on the other side. Madison Laverdue, she's a senior at Great Falls High. Back after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. Mike Nugent riding with me. Hope you're enjoying your Friday. It's time now. For a segment you become accustomed to, and one of our favorite segments here at 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as with SWX Montana Television, it is our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And this week, we are joined by Great Falls High Senior Madison Laverdue. Thanks so much for being with us, Madison. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Madison, you're a senior at Great Falls High, cheerleader, captain of the cheer team. So let's start there. This is a sports show after all. So take us through just well, your, your climb to become the captain of the cheer team. What do you like about the, the sport of cheer and, and what all goes into maybe being the captain of a team like that? Uh, my favorite thing probably about being a cheerleader is getting to watch all the games, of course, and getting to like make sure that your team's keeping up their good spirits the whole game. And, like, becoming a captain was a big deal because then you have a whole bunch of responsibilities to keep your team up and their spirits after all this stuff going on and making sure that everything's in line for your games coming up and that everybody knows what to do and when to do it. And it comes a lot. It comes in handy a lot to know how to be a leader. Being a leader, absolutely an essential part of this whole thing. Uh, but it's also interesting because because of everything we're going through right now, right? You you get a front row seat to most of the games that a lot of people don't get. So you might actually be sort of a, a sports reporter too, right? I'm sure people around the community really want to know what's going on with all the Great Falls High sports. Yes, it's uh, there's a whole bunch of questions all the time about it. <laughs> and how long have you been involved in cheerleading? Did you get into it when you were little? Um, this is my fourth year cheering. I cheered competitive for one year with Montana Storm. 
And so I've chaired high school for four years. So for our listeners that don't know the difference, what, what is the biggest difference between when you're doing competition-type cheer and um, high school-type cheer? Um, overall, there's really not that big of a difference. Just with high school cheer, instead of just being in yourself and your own element, making sure your team like wins the competition, instead you're like going out in the community and making sure that your crowd is happy and like making sure you interact with your crowd the whole the whole time. Madison Lavender joining us. She is a senior at Great Falls High and our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And Madison, I know you're also really involved in choir as well, so tell us about that element. It seems like you have a lot going on, a lot to keep you busy. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm a member of the Delphine Choir at Great Falls High, and so we're uh, pretty much a varsity choir. We get a letter at the end of the year and everything, and we go out and we perform for the community. We haven't got to do it a lot this year. It's all been virtual, but... Overall, we just sing beautiful pieces for really anybody in Montana. We also travel around the state and around to different um, states of, around Montana. There is such a highly competitive element to choir and band as well. I was in symphonic band back when I was in high school too, and there's all these festivals and different places you can go, and you're, you're getting challenged and ranked, and, and there is a huge competitive element to it, right? So, um, I mean, what, what are some of your favorite moments from competing at a high level in choir? I mean, some of your favorite songs or maybe some awards that you've won individually or as a group? Um, this is my first year in Delphian, so really we haven't really got the full experience of being in Delphian, but overall my four years of being in choir at Great Falls High, probably just going and doing my solo every year and learning how to be dependent on my own and then seeing how much growth happens during choir over the last four years. So do you have a specific role, so to speak? I mean, are you an alto or a baritone or a sax? I mean, what 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 is the uh, what what sort of uh, role do you fill in the choir? Um, I'm an alto, so I'm just above the boys. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's so great that you're involved in music and sports. Uh, that will definitely be a gift that keeps on giving for you. It is Madison Laverdure. She is a senior at Great Falls High and our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And a big part of the Mattress Firm Student of the Week has to do with volunteer work outside of high school, outside of maybe your athletic pursuits. And you've been an assistant hands teacher, uh, excuse me, an assistant teacher in the hands program at Sacagawea Elementary in Great Falls. Tell us just a little bit more about that. What all does it entail? Um, I get to end my day with going to spend three hours or four hours on Wednesdays with kids from kindergarten to sixth grade. And I've been with them for three years now, so it just brightens my day to know that I'm going to go and hang out with them and get to help them in whatever we needed. So going to work and after my full day of school is actually a really big picker-upper at the end of the day. What is your favorite part about doing it? My favorite part about working is probably just going to see all the kids' faces and getting to hear about their days and how much fun they had. And just getting to see them probably is one of my favorite things and I get to do every day. You probably learn a fair amount from the kids, too. I mean, what sort of things have you learned from them? Just their bright outlook on stuff and to, like, always know that it's going to be a new day the next day and to always laugh. They make you laugh no matter how your day is going. They always know what to say and when to say it at the right time. <laughs> so as a senior, do you, do you have any idea what you might have planned for the future? Um, I'm going to University of Providence here in Great Falls for elementary education. 
Very good. So that, uh, your your experience working in the hands program obviously has then rubbed off on you since you continue on to teach. What what has been the biggest draw towards maybe becoming a teacher? Um. Yeah. Going to so when I started hands, I wanted to go into nursing, and then starting hands, I realized how much I like kids. So then I started turning my shifts like all towards gearing to wanting to be an elementary teacher. So I realized all the steps I wanted to take and how I wanted to do it. And now that I'm a senior, I get to actually pursue that next year. And I'm so excited for it. <laughs> Very good. Very exciting. Madison Lavardur, she is our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And Madison, this has been great. This has been excellent. Best of luck with everything for the rest of your senior year as then as you go into college. And uh, I think the Great Falls community, lucky to have you volunteering and doing all the great things you're doing. Thanks so much, and congratulations again on your nice award. Thank you. Matches from Student of the Week, taking nominations each and every week. If you know a student, we're looking for students who give their all at school, at play, and in their communities, math club, marching band, cheerleading, gymnastics, chess club, football, basketball, any organized event qualifies. At the end of the year, we will pick one, I shouldn't say lucky, because lucky is the wrong word, one uh, so one student that earned it, that will earn a $3,000 scholarship awarded uh, to all one of the residents of Montana. All you got to do is go to mattressfirmmt.com backslash student. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you high. I got the chick who doesn't know sports. Carolyn stopping by. And Mike Nugent with me, Coulter Nuana, is going to play a little blindside. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.